Pop Talk and Aliens, the William Clear Podcast. She doesn't always tell the truth, except she does. I am William Clear. This is Pop Talk and Aliens, and it is a podcast. Charlie Crabtree, who is here, and I, we're going to talk a little Star Wars, and we're going to try and just talk a little Star Wars as we prepare for Obi-Wan Kenobi Episode 6 by talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi Episode 5. Is it special enough? to warrant its own podcast. Am I right, Charlie? And welcome. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good. Valid question. Uh, have we ever done just a single episode like review? No. No. I, I think we maybe, maybe possibly the first episode of The Mandalorian because it was like the sure. first TV show. Yeah, I yeah, think. yeah. Uh-huh. But not like mid middle of the season. Like let's just, we, we were going to wait talk about the whole show when it was over but it was like episode five demanded that we talk about it we just watched it again yeah we've both seen it twice now twice and well like two and a half and a half and a half because we kept watching the last 10 minutes over (laughs) and over and over again right and we had to pause and crack jokes a couple times too as is the usual yeah that yeah there's a lot of banter in there but uh, we we talked about a lot of a lot of things, and one of the things I, I guess we could we could start here is that there's been, as one would imagine and expect, you know, some detractors from the Obi Wan Kenobi series uh, for a lot of the episodes, and then in particular episode four, which we both thought was fantastic. Yeah, um, I guess you know. Obi-Wan Kenobi escaping with Leia in a trench coat was unacceptable to some people. Are there, I mean, people are nitpicking anything. You know, I, I was kind of maybe, I wasn't uh, negative on Kenobi, but I was spending a lot of time focused on a lot of the things that don't really matter. You know, like I, I could kind of see why people were getting frustrated because there's, a couple gaps in a few things that it's just annoying because this is prime time Star Wars. This is high stakes Star Wars, high as stakes. we like to refer to it. Yes. Yeah. So if you're going to do it, like you have to be perfect. This isn't like just fuck around. It's just a Disney show. Like main character, yeah. main characters, the the central character, the central characters of the, the central character of the entire Skywalker saga. At least, if you're, you know, if you're going one to six, George Lucas, God, it, you know, you know Bill, is, is Darth Vader and 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 Obi Wan to an extent. Yeah, you don't want to fuck it up. It, it's more high stakes than when Luke is in Mandalorian or Boba Fett or whatever. Oh, for sure, for more, sure, right? Yeah, because that that's more of a of a bonus get like that. You know what that is? The Luke in the Mandalorian and in Boba Fett is a lot like the fucking Red Rider BB gun in a Christmas story. It's like. The thing that you you know you wished for that you didn't get from Last Jedi, and then guess what? You opened all your presents. You love the Mandalorian. Look at this. Look what's in the corner. Right. Luke fucking Skywalker. Right. You weren't waiting for it. You weren't expecting it. it you had no expectations it's of it. It's a little so treat. It's just all it's all gravy and icing, and it's beautiful and good. But this is like the expectations are sky high. You have you too McGregor, high. Like even for me, too high. So like any episode I'm watching. You know me, I'm I'm very forgiving of it. Both of us are, right? Like, we're fanboys at the end of the day. We know it. Yes. We forgive a lot of things, but, like, it, I cannot watch 
like those first three episodes without watching it through a microscope. I just, it's impossible. We've talked about a lot of these things, you and I, like that Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, kills five stormtroopers and then a transport shows up with three and he surrenders. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, why? Like, just put 30 guys in there and have them surrender. And it's like, just get five more extras. Just like, why make that little mistake? And in the grand scheme of things, it's not that even big of a deal, whatever. Uh, it has not been until episode four and five where you're like, I don't even give a fuck. Like glare, glaring issues in past episodes, whatever. It got us to like these two episodes. Yeah. And they're so fucking good. And the last 10 minutes of this episode is like the ultimate in Star Wars porn. That term that you have coined, Star Wars porn... I think I the first time I heard you use that was the Rogue One uh, hallway scene. Yeah, right. It's Darth Vader. Darth Vader it, dragging it, a guy across the ceiling with the Force and then throwing yeah. him on the ground. It's fucking the best. Forgetting to, to forgetting that he didn't kill him and then cutting him in half yeah, as an afterthought. Yeah, right. Like, oh, I fucking left that guy on the roof. I better cut him in half. Right. Um, but it also, but it it this one has that. But there are, as we were talking about, as we just watched it, there's layers to it like there's story and character happening within this episode talking about episode five of obi-wan with the flashbacks to the fight to the the training fight in the dojo by the way spoiler alert and if you haven't seen it you don't even know what the fuck we're talking about anyway so it's barely even a spoiler i assume you've seen obi-wan episode five. Oh yeah yeah spoiler alert uh yeah if you... i mean it's a fucking episode five review video like yeah, podcast so like... it'll say spoilers in the title it doesn't matter um so it's it, it it's like it's Star Wars porn with story, <laughs> like. But the past, it's, present, and future are all being tied in at the same time. The past, yes. with with the training scene, right? The present of what's happening right there, which is just fucking mayhem, and then the future. Uh, you know, he was the the pupil before, and now he's the master. Yes, yes. All of that is happening, and it's happening from both of their perspectives. They are both flashing back, sort of, on that fight. Yeah. There's times when when Vader is doing something, and and it's sort of his perspective of that training. And then, like when Obi Wan like flips the script on him and and you know gives him the fake transport, and then Vader pulls it down, and that's like you know, right, that's Star Wars porn of the highest order. And then, but he's actually escaping in the other transport. And they're flashing back to that fight when he's when that's happening. Darth Vader is seeing the fight from his own perspective. And that's Obi-Wan telling him, you know, your obsession with victory blinds you. And until you learn that, you will always be a Padawan. Yeah. Which fills the gap of what we were just talking about before we started recording is you were reminding me that my biggest concern when I heard they were going to fight in this series was when when they meet in A New Hope, Darth Vader says, when we last met, I was but the learner, now I am the master. How the fuck are they going to deal with that? Right. And there you go. Right. It, it Almost even more so than on the fight in, on Mustafar. Yeah, it, it is kind of more. It's, it's, a, it's deeper because he's fucking mentally beating it. It, it wasn't just... Him well, kind of the same because like he was cocky and he's overestimating his power and he tries to 
fight someone who has the high ground, which is the ultimate in victory, of course. Of course. But uh, yeah, this time he did it without a lightsaber. Yeah. The fucking ultimate yes. fucking mind fuck. Like, there are it, alternatives to fighting. Right. Yeah. He's real, that's, I mean, he's like, he is Ben Kenobi. To do it without yeah. a sword is more impressive. A lightsaber is more impressive. Yeah. He, he's not even, he doesn't even use the fucking force. I know. Like, Vader's got to use the force to pull that thing down and do all the shit. And Obi Wan Kenobi just, like, psychologically outplayed him. Mind fucks him. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. It was the de-aging perfect? Well, I don't even give a fuck. I don't care. And you know what, uh, Charlie? I, there's a couple of things about us. You know, we're the same age. We grew up with Star Wars. We've talked about this on the podcast before. Uh, one of the uh, most downloaded uh, episodes of ours is, is our is our Star Wars birthday episode from last year. Yeah. And in that one, we talked about generational Star Wars and how we remember seeing the movie episode four in in 77 and i'm not saying that makes us better than anybody but it's it 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 lends to a different perspective and because we're older things like de-aging like back in the days of 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 a fucking movie or a show that we would watch where they would have a flashback where someone was younger they'd have a wig on and some extra makeup and you would just buy it you would say okay yeah that's uh you know yeah 10 years ago he's got more hair they spray painted somebody's hair black or essentially what they did in this one was what you know they gave hayden christensen the padawan haircut yeah and the outfit and the right lightsaber and they said okay you're you're 20 years old again we're not going to mark hamill de-age you you're not 70 like so yeah he doesn't look 20 going on 40 yeah whatever no it's a little bit and some scenes are, are worse than it but like Again, because like there's such a microscope. If you did the same thing with the original Star Wars, like I'm going to the Tashi station to pick up some power converters, <laughs> or or Princess Leia's uh, faux British accent for like what five minutes of the movie and then it's gone, like completely, never to be recalled again. Right? People would be ripping the fucking shit out of that. We justify that, and a lot of people do, as that that's her sort of formal talking right <clears throat> yeah and they even kind of do that in the yeah, prequels. but you had to do that yourself in your own mind they don't explain it yes there. no that's like head cannon. so yeah and 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 then i think even george lucas tried to legitimize that in the prequels because he has natalie portman do that same sort right. of thing you know right to, well, not, to cover uh, up his tracks yeah you, you when she's talking to like newt gunray and stuff and you know right uh she's has like this accent you'll not be so pleased when you hear what i have to say right 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 right, and then right then she's just talking normal right um but carrie but that's not but like you said he's covering for it because carrie fisher joked all the time in her life about how she just went in and out of that thing yeah yeah it wasn't like they didn't say like hey this is why you're doing this and explaining it to her (laughs) right i fucked up i was 19 yeah yeah there's so many things I feel like that it, it, that people want explained to them in great detail at all times that like if you look at episode four when it came out and it, you were just dropped into the middle of this story and you know Luke goes to sit down with Ben Kenobi and he and, you know you fought in the Clone Wars yes I was once a Jedi <laughs> no mention of it ever again right nobody was on YouTube of you know obviously no 1977 youtube but you know what i'm saying like nobody was writing articles about what the fuck were the clone wars where's the flashback i didn't get any there's no explanation of this right it's 
I, I, I feel like there's, there's an obsession with things being explained immediately and this like instant gratification that a lot of what people have complained about with the show was actually resolved in episode five and like a big a huge example was there were people because charlie you know that i i walk i carry a purple lightsaber at best through the star wars universe yeah i'm constantly teetering on the dark side of the worst videos of people ripping on everything i've always been like this back in the prequel days i go to the force.net there were like, you know, 30 different forums you could go in there, but I would always go into the fucking one where they ripped on the prequels. I'd always go into that one. And I went in, I've seen YouTube videos where people were complaining and complaining about, you know, if you know anything about Darth Vader and you know anything <laughs> about Star Wars, you know that Darth Vader was adamant that nobody know that he was Anakin Skywalker. And if you figured it out, he would fucking kill you. So there is no way that this fucking two-bit third sister would goddamn know that he's anakin skywalker and then except she was there (laughs) except she was there. but that's the open look people that are you can just discount people from people that make those comments of like uh, this person is just clearly looking to find a negative narrative it's the opening scene of the entire series her face is the opening shot she's the first person you see yeah and then yeah, and then you see her later immediately right after, so you know it's her. Yeah. So they're just not wanting to connect the dots. It's kind of like, you know, if you're watching this, and we still don't know what's going to happen in episode six, but watching this episode by episode, and this is kind of why I wish they would just maybe just drop all of them at the same time. I, I, I get why they don't, because they can they can sustain buzz all the time and i think for the show most of the uh, the majority of the buzz has been positive i don't know what the percentages are because i traffic too much in the dark side yeah but generally speaking like i haven't talked to a human being that's seen the show that doesn't like it overall there are critiques the chase scene uh, some of the lazy yeah, yeah, writing, yeah, yeah. Like so the Leia chase scenes when she, little kid like, running and like people running into each other, like fucking the Three Stooges trying to catch her is, you know. There's... Not to mention one of them is fucking Flea. I didn't mind Flea. I, I like Flea. Maybe if he wasn't in that, I, I there's something about like Flea jumps out and you're like, Jesus, is that Flea? And then, and now we're gonna have a Three Stooges thing. Yeah. I, I liked Flea in it, though. I feel like Flea would have been fine if you hadn't been involved. It, there's something about that chase, and then you throw the fact that Flea is in there that just somehow makes it worse than it. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But it, but there's there's the chase scene. There is, like you said, in episode uh, three, when Kenobi kills five stormtroopers, lickety-lack. Yeah. And then three more roll up, and I... <laughs> Put your head down. I guess we're going to get taken in. I mean, the only thing I can think of with Nat is that he just figured, I'll just wait for him to get close. He's kind of biding his time, seeing what, and then he sees that there's an officer coming off the thing. So maybe he's kind of just assessing the situation. I, I don't know. That's my own mental gymnastics about it. I mean, he's not just going to surrender and get killed after everything he's gone through. I, well, no. He's going to do of something. Co- I, of course. Of course. But it's also lazy writing so that they can set it up so that the officer kills the three of them. Right. And then there was that, and then uh, the the first Darth Vader-Obi-Wan Kenobi showdown, right? And 
He drags them through the yeah. the fire, and then the fire's out, and then they reignite the fire, and there's like 10 stormtroopers that could literally walk 20 feet around the fire and just grabbed him off the ground. Correct. And they didn't, and he just turns around and walks away. And it's clear that like that's not the showdown that he wanted at that time. And he has a clear sense that this is going to play out at a better later time. And it's, if, if you look at it the right way, it seems like it's purposeful. There is a quote from Hayden Christensen that uh, I didn't, I didn't call up uh, ahead of us talking, but I'll just, I'll paraphrase it for you. All right. Um, he said, uh, they, they they were talking to this is that came out like a few days ago they were talking to him about you know just the show in general and everything and they said you know talking about the first fight scene mm-hmm. and he said you know vader is in a way disappointed in i'm again I'm, this is not a i'm paraphrasing what he said but the his his point was that vader is to an extent disappointed by obi-wan being so weak and then he says but i don't want to give away anything more because we still have a couple of episodes to go. Right. Which is to your point why doing like little episodes at a time, you have a long time to like stew on something that like happened, but they didn't resolve it because it's only a half an hour episode. Right. If it was a movie, you'd watch it and be like, well, that's kind of weird. And then by the end of the movie, they've kind of tied that up or recalled it. So they answer that. So there isn't like time for you to like bash it because like all right well now it makes sense right two episodes later the inquisitor dying was a big thing people oh, that breaks canon he's in rebels rebels takes place after this and it's like dude fucking dave filoni i know that dave filoni is not directly credited on this show except for special thanks but like the inquisitors are like his characters R- right like he ain't gonna let you kill the grand inquisitor and then just negate Everything that's in Rebels or have, or, or, or have a Grand Inquisitor that just happens to look in exactly like that one. Like, no, he's clearly not dead and he'll be back. And then he did return in episode five. And now so now you've sewn that up. So it's like you, there, there has to be some degree of patience. I have no problem with people criticizing the chase and any anything you criticize, whatever you want, obviously. But like there's plenty of legitimate criticisms that. Like, I don't think the show is perfect by any standards, but I think that it is a lot better than the nitpickiest of Star Wars fans have been. Yeah, but but when it really counts, it is perfect. Last, the, yes. last two episodes are perfect. Yes. The highs, like you said to me, I think after that episode, episode three with the fire, because I know that the fire thing was bugging you. Yeah. But I remember you telling me the highs are so high. Right. That it's like it draws attention to... The, uh, the 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 little things that maybe if you're just cruising along through a movie and it's like okay uh, five stormtroopers you killed them and now you won't kill three all right we're well, moving on to the next thing but like yeah when when you get the shit so right as they do as they have done so many times in this show it really does draw out like why are you having this chase scene why is it like a, a, a someone who's supposed to be ten who who looks and runs like they're five and like people can't catch her. I think she was eight when she filmed this. So yeah, she's a little tiny kid. Right. But like, yeah, evading all these people by ducking under a fucking tree branch. Two grown aliens and and flee. It it, it sometimes makes it 
more infuriating because like you get the the most important things so right like how can you make tiny mistakes like this right right like it's just how but I, I, if we would have done this review two episodes ago after three yeah be more on the fence like it was getting to the point where like watching it i i mean I, of course i was excited to watch them but nervous about watching i it. get nervous you know I, what i mean yes. like god damn it like of course i have to watch it and i do like you wish i could just watch all of them in a row so just i can get the whole story and just binge the fuck out of it in a day so you can see like was that actually a mistake or are they going to tie back to that and have that make more sense right yeah. um i would have been not like on the fence i was still enjoying it and again you get to see obi-wan like you and mcgregor acting as obi-wan kenobi and that alone at the end of the day is enough because he's so fucking good at it. his acting is awesome uh the actress playing princess leia is awesome the dialogue is generally good the acting is generally good minus reva i guess because everyone hates her but like i think she's really good i i especially think... though when you get to see why yeah like she is only driven by like rage and hate so the fact that she's kind of always steaming and pissed off i think maybe that's part of what like annoys people about her it's like all right i get it you're angry but when you find out like the backstory and like what her ultimate plan is and what she's doing and why that's driving her it makes sense and then all of a sudden in this episode where you're like yeah maybe i can see why some people don't like her even though i like her by the time you get to this episode you're like ah her acting's fucking awesome. Exactly. And her her best acting was in this episode, I think. And and For I sure because you get some of more of the backstory she, and she's her got motivation. To, yeah, she's got something to act with. She's other than just being cuz like up until now her job as an actor is be pissed off, you know, be you know, I mean fuck, she annoys everyone around her. Right. Like yeah, all right, the inquisitors right, right. can't yeah, stand her. Right, so it's like right. that's your job right now. Right. And and people, some of the people just are racist and don't like her. I don't give a fuck. That does nothing to do with Star Wars. But the people who are, you know, complaining or had an issue with her just in terms of character, again, it's like it's a matter of like, well, I don't know. She's pissed off all the time. So what? So she's a mad, she's a pissed off inquisitor. It's like, yeah, but there's, you got to wait to draw the reasons. And then like that scene with her and Obi-Wan when they're talking through the door it's the best it's the best and then they're having the flashback to anakin and and obi-wan in the, it's in the, the best acted scene in in any of the disney star wars yeah, probably or at least at least at least the, the disney TV episode shows. The, the tv, TV shows, shows yeah for sure it, it i think rogue one like acting yeah sure is, sure 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 but yeah, yeah in the tv shows yeah with 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 some some I don't know some exceptions in Mando maybe but like in terms of like just two people if you think about this dude that's the most like people are like you know that's got the most wow moments and the most Star Wars porn moments in it but that scene actually doesn't really have any no it's just them talking yeah it's the acting and the dialogue that's carrying that whole thing and it's her character development and then like when Darth Vader is about to stab her her fucking face like her acting she oh, turns it's, it's into like fucking awesome she, she looks five years old again. yeah and then they cut to like the actual little girl and it's, it's like it's one incredible the it's incredible um I, I know i was like trolling you like hey my my 
are you going to get mad at me if I tell you my favorite TV show right now is The Offer, which, by the way, <laughs> is a is fantastic. But, but I Robert Evans laugh. But uh, we got to get a lot of cocaine, Charlie. D- do uh, do more. To do a little more, Robert Evans, please, please. I can't you do it ever so well. Do it on demand. You know this. I can't do it on demand. Just to sidetrack on that real quick on The Offer and Robert Evans. We got to get Al Pacino, Charlie. We got to get him, Charlie. That's so good. <laughs> I make movie magic, Charlie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, 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 uh, I, I know I told you this before, but just for the sake of the show, uh, years ago, you remember John Favreau's Dinner for Five? Yeah. So Bob Odenkirk and Michael McKean were two of the people on one of the episodes once. And this is like way long before, you know, Better Call Saul or even Breaking Bad, probably. And for some reason, they started riffing on Robert Evans. Do they really? Yes. And I gotta like, watch that. I, I looked for it on YouTube. I wanted oh, to send shit. it to you so bad. I can't find it. But it was like, they it, they were joking about like Robert Evans having a phone in his office that wasn't actually connected to anything. That he would just pick up and like... <laughs> I, think I did about a cocaine challenge. I think it was Michael <laughs> McKean is like, picks up like, he's got like a, you know, picking up a fake phone going, uh, hold on a second. Larry, how you doing? <laughs> and, then, and then covering the phone like, Olivia. <laughs> yes, it's gonna be great. <laughs> and they, I don't know what got them. Did off. that lead him to being in uh, Better Call Saul? Maybe, maybe they hit it off and like we got to work together someday. There's, you know, there's because secretly been a lot of great television, like since we've like podcasted or talked about any of it, like Better Call Saul. Uh, the offer is fucking off the hook. Stranger Things, you haven't even talked about that. I well, you know, so I much wanted good to... shit happening. So like, I was. Again, back to the point, trolling you that my favorite show right now is The Offer because I have no internal monologue going on when I get to watch it. It's just, all right, how are they going to pull off like real people that are still alive and like recreating scenes from The Godfather? But I don't have any of the context. It's not high stakes. Yeah. No, it kind of is. Like, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I could just be in the moment. And like watching Kenobi one to three just always felt like homework. And there's going to be these little things that are going to annoy me. And I know it if they don't do everything so fucking perfect. Yeah. Again, watching it under a microscope. Yes. And then you get into episode four and you're like, okay, you've shifted gears a little bit. And, I, and this is just awesome. This is the perfect episode. And then you get to five and you're like, holy fuck. This is the best like post. I think that last 10 minutes is the best anything post original series. That really? 10 minute that 10 minute chunk yeah, of it, Darth Vader in his raw power prime. Yeah. Like Mike Tyson at the top of yeah, his fucking game. Dude, he rips that fucking thing out of the sky, lands it, rips the fucking side uh, yeah. uh, that transport <laughs> yeah. ship apart. And his it fight with fought, his then, oh fight God, with yeah, Reva, he doesn't even that even, as a bonus, by the way. That, like, right, that's the a spaceship bo- thing alone is just like, oh my God, yeah, this is everything you wanted to be able to see. Like, you get the sense when he's fighting Obi Wan Kenobi, right, in the fucking very very first Star Wars, that like, all right, two Jedi's past their prime, one's a little better than the other, but like, they're they're at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what was Darth Vader yeah. like? And then you get to see. Uh, Anakin and him grow up and get more and more powers and him Obi- and Obi-Wan mixing it up and like, ah, oh, this is Jedi in their prime. 
but like Darth Vader Sith in his fucking prime. Holy fuck. And even in, in Rogue One, which everybody loves. I mean, I love Rogue One, the movie. Even if it didn't have the hallway scene, I'd still love it. The hallway scene, obviously, is like it. it it's amazing. Yeah, but that wasn't emotional, right? It's like, not emotional, and he's not. He's 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 just. These guys are just fucking like they're security ants. guards. Yeah, no, it, like, it, it's him walking down a hallway. It's a matter of fact. They're ants. He's just ripping them apart. And at the time, yeah, that's fucking cool because you see like how intense he is. But when you see how intense he is with his hatred for for fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi to go get him. Yeah. And like, you know, Sith powers driven by hate and that kind of shit. Like when he's fucking fueled and amped up, holy fuck. And when he's fighting Reva, like she is or you know, one would think something approaching a worthy opponent. Well, yeah, you, you would think. Well, yeah, because until a... he starts fighting her, and he doesn't even fucking barely ever use more than one hand. He never even pulls. He doesn't even bother. Well, to pull his lightsaber out. So if if you if you watch like the Inquisitors and they're running around with lightsabers, if you watch those shows, there's always a lot of debate. Like, are they good enough to actually be Sith? But they won't let him. How powerful are they actually? Because they fucking do a lot of damage right like those yeah. guys are badass. yeah so people are like kind of have always questioned that uh she was crafty enough to take out the grand inquisitor who you yep. know is a supreme badass like in in the series and then to see that versus darth vader you're just like, right he's never pulls his own lightsaber out he's just toying with her like it is he gives her and then, and then throws her, her own saber, right. just, just like, come on, come on, here you go. You want your fucking lightsaber? You want to fight? You want me to fight you with a lightsaber? Fine, I will here. And I wonder, too, like, if people are going to bitch about the fact that, he, all right, so he left Obi-Wan Kenobi alive. He also leaves her alive, and clearly she's got more to play in this story. So, like, are people going to complain that that's another, like, lazy uh storytelling i mean like he just killed her why not not kill her i i think he definitely sees something in her she says during order 66 she pretended to be dead and just hid among the bodies but probably maybe even then he let her live for some reason there was something about that, her i don't think so in that case personally I, that could be true i don't think so just because i think that like at that point in time when during order 66 padme is still alive the emperor is he has sold his soul to the devil to save padme and palpatine has convinced him in a matter of seconds that if he kills children right he will succeed by the way the the george lucas the worst transition to someone doing that so if you want to talk about bad storytelling right i <laughs> nothing close to any of the disney star wars is as bad as that i i not even I, close. I, I, I don't one afternoon you're a jedi the next day you're literally killing children then then <laughs> that afternoon like that's i get that there's like a slow burn and he's conflicted and but that is a giant leap it's it's i i think 
I don't, I don't want to get too much of a tangent on that, but there's two things about it. I will a, never, I will never be won over. I, on I'm not going to ever try and win you over on it because I can't completely win over myself on it ever. I, my, the way I have come to deal with it over time is just that if you add up the sum of the parts of him losing his mom, being a slave, you know, and, and the, you all of those of, things, it, it, all the, the the feelings of you know the Jedi Council fucking him over, Mace Windu hating him, all those things. You put it together, and then it's like, okay, here's the ultimate solution: kill children. But what I love is that you have always been so consistent about that. Yeah, yeah. you have yeah. never wavered on that. No, never. And and it and to me, that is one of the reasons I love talking Star Wars with you, is because it's you don't, you know, I always come back to this sort of like equivalency thing right like if you're gonna if you're gonna complain about that why weren't you complaining about this type of thing right right if you're if you're going to let this go in the movie that you love because it's the movie that you love but you won't let that same type of thing go in the tv show then that's fucking inconsistent and you don't do that which is why i like i i always like our conversations because i know that you're not going to like let one thing go and then complain about that exact same type of plot hole later because it's Disney. Sure. Right. Well, all right. The very first star Wars movie, right? Like I'm mad about Obi-Wan killing five stormtroopers and then surrendering to three. How different is that? Like when, uh, the stormtroopers on the death star propping the door open right before, you know, the kiss for luck. And then they swing from one thing to the other. There's like two feet of clearance that they could just stick their guns through. Oh, and yeah. Shoot, shoot <laughs> Luke Skywalker immediately. Right. Like, nope, don't shoot until the door is all the way up. Right. Halfway up won't do. You can't shoot him when the door is halfway up. It's got to be all the way up. There's a fucking million things like that. So if I have to forgive it there and say that, you know, Star Wars is my favorite movie of all time. If I can let that go, then all right. They kind of fucked up with surrendering to three. Is that make me hate the whole series no and i'm not saying that like those you can't i'm not saying you can't critique something or criticize it or say that it's bad writing just because something like that happened in another movie all i'm saying is that if you're going to like excuse certain things then okay you can make that critique but you you also have to kind of also be willing to excuse that as well like i saw a tweet about uh it was about that same scene when the stormtroopers were on the on the uh, this is again this is episode three we're talking about of obi-wan kenobi series when they're on the little transport with that fucking imperial mole yeah guy, i think zach yeah. graf or whatever yeah yeah uh, <laughs> yeah and the stormtroopers <laughs> are like we're looking for a jedi and like, but there's nobody else on that planet except him. Yeah. And somebody wrote yeah. like, you know, when did the fucking empire get so inept? And then someone in a reply to that tweet. Yeah. All they posted was a picture of the two stormtroopers in episode four saying doors locked. Move on to the next. <laughs> the door that had fucking C3, the droids they were looking for. Right. In the door. Right. Doors locked. Move on to the next one. Or the exhaust port that would blow up the entire Death Star. Right, which, yeah, which they had to go back and, and give some, uh, you know, Disney Star Wars gave some meaning. It actually made that movie fucking better because of it. Right. Yeah. Here's my, my, my only two, like, like real critiques of it's the It's fucking show. Darth Vader, Charlie. You gotta love it. It's movie magic. <laughs> 
we we should when that show i think the last one of that episode the last episode of that show airs this evening we should we'll, we should do a show on uh that 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 series because i i do know a a bit about the making of the godfather we've never done a godfather pop talking aliens episode other than Star Wars, your favorite movie with your favorite actor of all time. Of all time. Who and we've never talked about is it. Is portrayed wonderfully in, in, in this show. In the, the offer, by the way, if you, have, if you have Paramount or sign up for a free trial, watch it. Uh, it's about the making of The Godfather, the mafia involvement, and just it's fucking, fucking fantastic. fantastically written, beautifully acted, does everything right. But uh, So, yeah, we, we'll talk about that. But I, the what the two problems I have continue, continually with Kenobi, not any this didn't come into play in episode five, but up until this, have been there are times to me where it looks TV ish, especially compared to like later seasons of Mando where you're like, dude, yeah, where Mando looks like a fucking movie. I know, I it all the time. Yeah, you know, look we. We come off some of these episodes hot and we're like just fucking in love with it. And then later we're like, yeah, well, maybe there was a few more problems. You know what? Darth Vader pulling that fucking ship out of the sky and ripping it apart. Like if. All right. So like if that's the opening scene and then it just ends and that's the end of the series, like it was a victory. That's all you get. Absolutely. You like it's worth the price of admission and you got more than you were ever going to get from something. I I mean I I think like I feel like they put a lot of money into the beginning like that first episode like I fucking love the first episode with him and Owen talking and then you catch you like catching up with him and he's and he's he's like he's like working as a fucking crumb bum at a meat factory or whatever <laughs> like they're crumb they're, bum. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're harvesting meat from some dead animal in the middle of Tatooine and like that's his job and and then the the whole Inquisitor thing with you know the Jedi. Did Ray already do that though? They're not almost Work exactly. Work as a crumb the, Yeah. No, she yeah. was like she was a scavenger. Okay. He, but no, they're oh, still like on this line where like the fucking guy in charge of them is a jerk, and they got to tolerate it, even though like they're you know. You know what? There, there's no reason to bring Ray into this. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. First of all, for. it was uncalled for. <laughs> it's okay. First of all, that happens forty or fifty years from the time of the show, yeah. and it's questionable as to whether that happened at all. <laughs> 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 I'm not that bad on the. Se- I, I I I don't mind the sequels as much as 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 the next guy, but I I don't like. To me, it's like if you want to have Obi Wan Kenobi in hiding in isolation in seclusion on Tatooine and he's working on a dead animal and then like yeah getting his portions and sitting outside eating if that parallels Ray like that's that's their pro- that's J.J. Abrams problem right not, not this show I, I, you know I what I'm saying understand. but I get it because they do kind of have some parallels with that and whatever like I yeah but I love that and then his conversation with Owen about training Luke and all that stuff and it looks great. I felt like by the third episode, there was just some of it where I just felt like kind of like, 
like that stormtrooper scene. I don't know. It's just like, did you guys go out to Simi Valley and again, <laughs> again? You went to the Star Trek set again. Well, and you're look, just walking it, around with three stormtrooper guys, and part of the frustration is also intentional. Obi Wan Kenobi doesn't have his powers, and he's moping around, and you're like, dude, get your fucking shit together. You got to go protect Luke. What I the love fuck that you're doing. First... It drags on, but then. By episode four, when all of a sudden it just all snaps back, yeah, it feels that much more triumphant and like fuck yeah, right? So like you have to deny him of that power for a little bit because he's out of sorts. He's not cr- connected with the force because he's you know he's in a bad place mentally and emotionally right. and stuff. So by the time he gets it back, it it feels better. So again, if you were watching it consecutively. It's fucking awesome. If you have to watch an episode, third episode in a row, three weeks in, you don't get that payoff. Yeah. It takes three weeks to get that payoff yeah. instead of in a movie where it would take 35, 45 minutes. Or even if you're binging like Stranger Things, which we, we could do another show on too. Because, by, you know, by the way, to those of you who listen, thank you for continuing to listen. I know that I've been a little lax on the content. To be honest, when it comes down to aliens, I'm just fucking sick and tired of talking about, not about aliens, but about congressional hearings <laughs> that yield nothing. Nothing, okay? Yes, I, I understand. Just, I'm sorry for the sidetrack here, but sidebar, because Pop Talk and aliens, we're not, we're not going to get anything better than we don't know what these things are that are flying around for a long time. And until then... Charlie, yeah, I'm sick of talking about it. Until then, you've got Stranger Things coming back. You've got Kenobi. You've got Robert Evans coked to the gills. <laughs> There's other things to spend your time on. But if I'm watching Stranger Things, like when I watched Stranger Things season four, which I fucking loved, second only to the first season, which I, is I agree. untouchable. I do agree because it's like it feels kind of new again. Yeah, and it feels connected again. And, and we both were pretty meh on last season. I think last season they just kind of lost their way. It's like they just didn't it, know what to do. Like, yeah. They, so, fucking this season was scary. It's legitimately it's legitimately scary. It ties back to the original. It brings back some of the most important characters yeah. of the original. Yeah. It makes the important characters from the original important again. Right. And. It does away with just some, some of the, the side shit. I don't know. That's the, the whole thing with the mall and the... I, I just felt like season three was like a big fucking blockbuster. Like, now we've made it. I said this on our podcast that we did about season three. I said, I feel like I could just see dollar bills just lining the floor. Yeah. Yeah, There's yeah. just so much budget. We got it. budget! Yeah. And this one I felt like, yes, it's big budget. There's like the cameras on a fucking gimbal and a dolly and a jib and a crane all the time. But when it needs to, they bring it back home. They bring it back to just the characters, the the setting, the time period, and story, 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 story. And and it makes it great. And I loved it. I only had a couple issues with it, but we can talk about those another time. But so my second issue with the Kenobi... So I feel like sometimes it looks a little low budget. I can live with it. It is TV. I mean, it is, as a matter of fact, TV. But the other thing is, John Williams wrote a piece of music for Obi-Wan, an Obi-Wan theme, yeah. because he had never written a theme for Obi-Wan. He did the same thing in the movie Solo. He didn't compose the music for that movie, 
but he composed a Han Solo theme that they used throughout that movie. Right. So same with this show. So there's this Obi-Wan theme and they use it a lot and it it's it's great. It's like we were talking about it bef- as we watched the end of the episode. It sounds like it could turn into the Star Wars theme at any moment. Right. You know, it's yeah. right. Yeah, it's in got the, elements of it. Yeah. But uh, the composer of the show is a composer named Natalie Holt, and she's very good, and the music in this in episode five was fantastic, but the they don't ever use the John Williams signature themes. Like, if you listen to the Rogue One soundtrack, it's Michael Giacchino, it's all original, it's, it's not John Williams, but they pull in the Force theme, they pull in the Rebellion theme, the Death Star theme. They quote, he quotes John Williams right, right, here and there right, just to right. bring you kind of back into the universe. And I don't know why they don't choose to ever really... Do, they did a little tiny hint at the Imperial March in this episode. But they don't use like the Force theme or like Anakin's theme or the, any of that stuff. And I, I don't really know why you wouldn't uh, capitalize on the catalog. They own the music. Hmm. It's not like they can't use it. I don't know, but... Um I like I like the score to this. It's a lot. really good. It's the, really good. The original music that that they that's in it is really good. I just don't know why they don't just pull out, you know, like Mando even did that a couple of times. They play a little hint of Yoda's theme here, a little yeah Force theme here, just once in a while. Just not not quite sure why, because they're dealing with these characters that are so central to the movies and stuff. Why like they don't have a little Vader's more theme just be. Just a little bit here and there. Like when Obi-Wan Kenobi used the force, like when he's using the force on the glass in episode four. Yeah. Like. Like, Right. You're not going to, you're not, you're not using that. Even to show like, hey, he's got the force again. Yeah. Yeah. The swelling of that, of that music. It just, it only could have enhanced that moment. I I think you're right enough, but you know, I missed that, but I think I agree with you. I, I did miss that. I, I, I just it's 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 an odd choice to me. It doesn't seem like something I don't see why you would deliberately yeah, not you, use that. You're always uh, actively listening like to the score and I'm more just like in the moment of what's happening and the score is just it's invisible right to me. Like it's doing whatever it does to invoke whatever emotion and that's working, but I'm not like actively studying it. But they're like, there's too much to like take in. Well, uh, you know, e- even with all that said, in this last episode, the fucking music was was higher in the mix than it usually is, and it was really, really good. Like, I felt like the budget. I, I mean, I didn't feel like it was. I never really felt like I was watching TV show Star Wars. The music didn't like. I didn't feel like it. Oh, where's the where's the Star Wars music? Where's the Star Wars music? I felt like this episode nailed everything that it needed to nail all the time all right so here's something we're not able to do right now so yeah. we're at episode five the right. next one is six and that's the last one that is so it. although apparently there's going to be a season two of some sort i hope so if the fucking fans would shut the fuck up like i know can you that's please the other thing like <laughs> you know taking things you uh, and mcgregor is like just the best star wars ambassador yeah he loves it he's been just outwardly saying he wants to do Obi-Wan, he wants to do Obi-Wan for like, what, years now, right? Yeah. They finally let him do it, and that means you get to see Darth Vader again, you get to see all this stuff, because like he is a 
high profile actor. It's an easier yes. It's a big character. Like, I did. If you really love Star Wars, like, are you really gonna just like go bash it and like create like negative the, discussion around it so that it, like they pull back on it? Well, here's it's fucking crazy. Here's the thing about angry Star Wars fans who claim to, but yeah, but if there's anyone you're gonna like, all right, there's some things that are wrong, but I don't want to like neg- overly go after it and create like a negative thing around it. It's like. Ewan McGregor and also Obi-Wan Kenobi and also Darth Vader. Like, yeah. Give it a little bit of room. Oh, here's where I was going with that, dude. Yeah. Sorry. No, go on. So it's going to be episode six. First, are they going to stick the landing? And if they don't, is it all for nothing? And like. This makes, that makes me nervous. I'm, me too. And then I'm always. It took basically this, dude. It took four episodes for me to be fully won over. Yeah. And, and like now I don't even care. Like, after the last episode, I'm like, that was a perfect episode. There's nothing wrong with it. You can't really poke a lot of holes in it. This one, like, you got to see something you never thought you would get to see. Right. Like, Darth Vader just fucking prime. Um, But then, like, by the time they get to six and, like, maybe they stick the landing kind of, but not really. And then it's like, you only had six episodes. Like, how many wasted moments were there? There's definitely that. And, and, and. I'm I think, not sure yet. Well, it depends I, on the next episode, right? Right, but I think, yes, it does. It does hinge on on the next episode whether or not there would be if there if you look and say wasted moments. I mean, obviously, things like the stupid chase are wasted moments, but like that's also something you could just have cut. Like it's it, you could almost I would almost start to think I can't, I don't know. But it, it's like some some parts of me think. What if it would? Would this have been better if it was just a two and a half hour movie? I don't know, but then, they, like, you, know, you cut out the chase. You don't need as much of maybe you know this or that. Well, I, look, but it's hard. I can't. I won't know that until it's all done. But like wasted moments, right? This is something that we've said in previous podcasts about the original series versus the prequels or the sequels. Some of the wasted moments are like the best stuff, like when they're in the Millennium Falcon and they're fucking around playing chess and just talking, waiting to get to Alderaan. There's fucking nothing happening. Oh, yeah. Right. And then right. like in and then in the sequels, like we're like, dude, they're here, then they're there, then they're fighting oh, here. God, and it's just yeah. Smash, smash, yeah. smash into the next thing. And there's not enough breathing. Yeah. So you got to do it a little bit. No, you have to have that 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 stuff. I mean. We were just we were watching the the man the book book of Boba Fett gallery Disney thing yeah and and John Favreau remember he was talking about how like you know you get you get to places where you have to have like exposition and he was talking about the scene in A New Hope where Obi Wan and Luke just sit down in his fucking hut and they just fucking talk yeah and he just he gets into the lore of Star Wars and I think. Some of my favorite stuff, like in the first episode, is like Owen and Obi-Wan talking. Uh, Obi-Wan and Leia talking. When In that one scene, I think it's the beginning of episode three. Yeah, when they're on the transport and she's like, you know, can't you use the force to make this go faster? And then she's like, what does it feel like? And he says, have you ever been afraid of the dark? Uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. the light, it feels like that. Yeah. Like, that's such a great moment. It, 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 yes. And it's quiet. They're just on a ship on their way to the thing. Like, if that was directed by J.J. Abrams, they would have had visited three planets in that time. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
50 lens flares, <laughs> 20 planets, and five battles. And all of them blown up by a fucking super star destroyer. Right. Um, God, you know what, dude? I, I, I've always kind of tried to like look at the positive of the sequels. But the more I see of like when there's good Mando and this show being when it's at its best. Yeah. Even even like yeah. those episodes of Book of Boba Fett, like the Bryce Dallas Howard and the Filoni episode, all of those, the sequels just get worse and worse. And Rogue One, even Solo, like that has some, there's a rewatchability. Rogue One gets worse, you think? No, no, no. Rogue oh, One. Oh, okay. Good. Rogue One making it better. Rogue yeah, One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. On the good side. For sure. Even Solo, I think, on the good side. Like there's a, there's a rewatchability factor on Solo. Believe me. Underrated. It is underrated. For sure. Once you, like, you see it a couple times, you realize there's a lot more than it. At the time, I think, with the last Jet, the post Last Jedi Fallout and all that stuff, it was just a bad time for a Star Wars movie to come out of any kind. And we've talked about this and the fact that you just saw Harrison Ford take his last breath as Han yeah. Solo. Last. And then five minutes later, you're shoving down my throat another actor. <laughs> right, I, right. I'm right. not ready for. Yeah, stepdad yet? <laughs> Parents just got divorced. Like, give me some breathing room here. Exactly. Exactly. I'm sure, exactly. Jim's a nice guy, and like, yeah, I get it. You, you need to go and live your life. I'm just not ready for this yet. Oh, that is the, that's the perfect analogy. But yeah, I mean, the more the more of that, the good content that comes out, the less I think of the sequels because it's like they they just they get so much wrong there's i can't think of anything in the sequels at all that got to me the way this whole the last 10 minutes of this episode like hit me yeah all right so like for as much as everyone except maybe just han solo being there but yeah. that's just like Han Solo being there. Like you and McGregor being there also gets me like that too. So, all right. So I, everyone loves Mando now, but like first five episodes are like, this is just like should be called side mission. Yeah. Yeah. Everything like didn't connect from one episode to the other. And like, all right, but is this guy going to do anything? This is like Star Trek. Let's just go to a new planet every episode. But, but they found their way and then it's like it's amazing. And now everyone, it's like universally loved, right? It's like saved the Star Wars franchise for sure right um if this came out first this is the first tv show that disney made would it be as critiqued do you think that mando doing as well as it did and people finally trusting disney now like is it getting goodwill more goodwill than it deserves because of it or is it getting more microscope more microscope you think uh, also so? yes because of book of boba fett too because people thought Book of Boba Fett, oh, John Favreau, Dave Filoni again. It's this is gonna be great. This is gonna kick ass. But it wasn't like it was. No, it, people were disappointed Rod in it. Rodriguez, but well, yeah. but but Favreau did write every script. Yeah. I mean, Robert Rodriguez directed it, and the episodes that take out. I mean, look, Boba Fett episodes five and six, or four and five, or whatever they are, the Luke episode and the Bryce Dallas Howard episode, the Mandalorian episode, are fucking awesome. Bryce Dallas Howard has never done any wrong in the Star Wars universe. No, and she she should be the next showrunner for the next big. Well, Filoni's Ahsoka's shooting now, and Filoni's yeah. doing that, so that'll be great. He's not going to fuck that up. Um, so like I'm not. God, interesting if if like Ahsoka is better than Kenobi. Well, 
here's the thing. Okay, you go like going back to Stranger Things, right? Stranger Things is the Duffer Brothers are doing their thing that they made up. Yeah. Right? It's not open to interpretation right, from somebody right, yeah, else. It's yeah. their uh, fucking where you're at. story. Ahsoka is I mean, it's not Dave Filoni exclusively, like George Lucas also created Ahsoka, but Dave Filoni designed her. Dave Filoni was sort of like we're not worrying if someone's interpreting something the wrong way in a way we don't like. Exactly. It's source code. It, it's, so, it's source code. Exactly. If you don't like what happens in Ahsoka, then it's the same as sort of being like, well, I don't like the prequels. Well, it's like right. that's fine. That's fair enough. You don't have to, but that's but George this Lucas. Is, uh, it's just the originator. Yeah. It's yeah. like this isn't a cover band. Right. This is that art. Right. Is so that a cover band? You can like it or not like it, but. Right. You can't say that they fucked up George's thing or whatever. Like Dave Ahsoka is Dave Filoni's. George was very capable of fucking up his own thing on his own. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, the, yes, the Obi-Wan, it's I like yeah, like you said it's high Also Ahsoka is lower stakes. Not anymore. It's high stakes, but it's not as high stakes as Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. It's become that. However, that's another thing that happens like with these series like they bring in new characters they the first reaction is always like what the fuck are they bringing this person in uh, yeah 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 you can't just have like you just can't have like the one character you know sitting in a room by themselves <laughs> they have to you have to care about other people you have to hate other people like they have to have something in that universe to bounce off of Somebody, as much as I would watch Obi Wan Kenobi sitting in a room by himself for ten years, <laughs> and like you know, he's taking up gardening and cooking his new recipe, and every now and then he gets the binoculars out and you see Luke, but you don't ever hear him. You just see him through the binoculars from far away. I would watch that show. So would you. And if he goes to town, you only see characters from the first movie. Not an action film, Bill. It's a it's a character study, Charlie. A character study, Charlie. <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi, in his hut by himself. He sees no one. He touches nothing, Charlie. It's movie magic. It's high stakes, Charlie. Fucking, we would we would fucking do it, right? But like, yes. New character, Ahsoka's a new character, was the most annoying new character. Now she's fan favorite. She was fucking Bo-Katan, Jar Jar like 2.0, right? Every single new character that like people like now. Yeah, you have to be... Look, dude, people got... Okay, people out of every like fucking Star Wars movie since goddamn Empire, people get nervous about new characters. Billy D. Williams is going to be... Well, who's he going to be? Right. And, it, and not, I'm not even talking... Fuck, not even bringing in the race thing. Just... Whoa, 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 What's he going to be? Like, what about the... Just the... What about... What's this? There's this Muppet? The Muppet's going to be in it? There's, like, a green Muppet? I'm not making this up. These, like, think people were like... Yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. People were worried about Yoda. Like, when... Before Empire came out, people were worried about, like, Frank Oz is going to have a fucking Muppet in the middle of Star Wars. Right. That that was a thing. Like, well, who's Billy D. Williams? Why do we need this new character? And like, you, there's two of the most iconic fucking characters in cinema history now. And Ahsoka is one of, there are, I would say, it's probably safe to say millions of people that like Ahsoka is one of their top 
couple of characters in all of Star Wars. Me. Right? Yeah, me. Yeah. Same. For I mean, sure. She's like, she's right up there. And so, yeah, it, it is kind of high stakes, but it is, you're, it is, you're right. Every time these shows come out, it's like, wait, well, who's this character? Okay, there's Obi, there's Darth Vader, uh, there's Owen Lars, cool. Wait, what the fuck? Well, there, like, no, like, people are pissed that, like, Reva gets so much, like, playtime in this. Ripper acting, like, just people went at her hard. Again, I don't know if that's real Star Wars fans or if it's people with some shitty political agenda or something where, like, Ewan McGregor had to, like, make a fucking video, like, That made stop. me so fucking sad. It, well, it, it made like, me sad, but then I, I need to make this point in the right way because it's hard to make the point, but... Yeah. I, those aren't like Star Wars fans. That's like outside influence of people that like anything that is going to feature a woman, a woman or someone fucking person of color in a fucking lead role of something that they're just going to call it woke no matter what. Right. Without any context. And that's I really don't think that that's like from the actual Star Wars community. Think of like your average Star Wars fucking nerd like us. That, yeah. Like, no, you've read the fucking books. Even I've yeah. dabbled in books. I've but, got like a... you're you're pretty extreme. Yeah. But like <laughs> the people that like I'm reading one right now. are the holier than thou that like actually know Star Wars and like all the canon and all the non-canon and Legends versus this and the cartoons and the movies and the prequels. And there is no way. I well, not no way. I can't say no way. It's hard for me to believe that like those people are like directly DMing someone saying that kind of stuff. Oh, they aren't. They There's aren't. There's just no, no way. No. The fucking Star Wars theory, the goddamn king of Star Wars YouTubers, he literally made a video that was like just about don't attack the actors. He did? Yeah. It was it was just like no matter what happens, I may hate this show, you may hate this show. Well, that's good. Don't attack the actors. And he was talking about because already people had there had been People posting shit on Twitter just of pictures of her saying, what the fuck is she doing here? Uh, you know? Yeah. And so he was like, don't attack the actors for that. And also because look at what happened with Jake Lloyd. Yeah. Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Fucking Ahmed Best. Yeah. I mean, Jake Lloyd went fucking crazy. Yeah. Ahmed Best almost killed himself. Uh, it, I mean, fuck. Like, poor Ewan McGregor that was in the prequels, like, hated Half People the, hated those movies. Yeah, half of what they talk and he's about. Still here, trying to like fucking do more. And for like, these people, I for know. this generation that 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 was like t didn't have a a voice back then when it was our generation that was just constantly bitching at these people, right? And then they finally get to like on all the interviews they do, they talk about like how rewarding it is to meet how like the movies, the generation that they made those movies for appreciates them so much now they get to give them something new so don't fuck it up yeah if you want to criticize it criticize it but calling it fucking yeah you know, uh this it's fucking mid yeah it's fucking garbage fire dude uh, it's fucking oh it's fucking blows yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, guess what yeah. you know what happened when they did that to the prequels charlie uh -huh. george lucas sold i know star I know. wars and I you know, know what they happened uh -huh. when they did that to the movies uh -huh. we don't have movies anymore yeah, we get tv know. shows so you know, know we're gonna have soon nothing <laughs> right but if you are a legitimate fan and you want to critique it, go ahead. 
criticize all you want. Don't attack the actors. Don't attack the actors. And don't just fucking make blanket statements. And don't look for bullshit little tiny uh, discrepancies that that you make up to try and discredit the entire show. Like what? For example, uh, I was telling you this earlier today. And I will tell you here right on the podcast. Right, right now, Charlie. <laughs> right now, I'll tell Charlie. You right now, my right now. My... Star Wars, Charlie. You gotta love it. Uh, there was an article that I, I I glanced at that said like four things in the original in the prequels and original trilogy that are irrevocable canon that it is irrevocably broken by the Obi Wan Kenobi series. Okay, and one of them was that in uh, Return of the Jedi, Obi Wan says that to Luke, you and your sister were hidden from your father, which would suggest that he knew Anakin was alive at the end of Revenge of the Sith. But we've seen Revenge of the Sith, I believe. <laughs> you believe? Where he specifically does not know that Darth Vader is alive and says to Yoda, we need to take them someplace where the Sith will uh-huh. not sense their presence. He's not hiding them from Vader. He's hiding them from the Emperor. It's fucking semantics. It's not the, and, and by the way, if you were to say that that line was is contradicting, is being contradicted by the Obi Wan Kenobi series, it's not. It's being contradicted by Revenge of the Sith. Well, and they were hidden from him. Whether or not they knew he was alive, he knew he was alive, so he had hidden children at that time. So, it is still kind of correct. Yeah, I, I mean this this is a line that was used to discredit the prequels by the prequel haters. And now it's being used by whomever to discredit the Obi Wan Kenobi series. Oh, right, right, it is right. grasping at yeah. it is grasping yeah. at grasping at straws. It's beyond the pale. And then another one of them was uh, that uh, Darth Vader clearly knew, or uh, Obi Wan Kenobi clearly knew that Darth Vader was Anakin because he tells Luke that uh, Vader helped hunt down and destroy the Jedi Knights. Right. Like what? Somehow. The, and and the, the other one was that. How, how uh, did he know that if he thought he killed him? Right. Yeah. Because the Obi-Wan Kenobi show actually enhances that. Right. Yeah. It, uh, it's yeah. the opposite of their argument is actually the opposite he, of what is th- true. There's a, there, there's a great uh, other point. Like all of the uh, Clone Wars. My biggest issue is like how quickly and conveniently. Anakin goes from zero to a hundred to right. like w- one afternoon. He's a Jedi. Literally later that night, he's murdering k- kids. At least like through the Clone Wars, you get a little bit more, and then you're like, "Gosh!" Like at what point is he just pretending to be a Jedi? And really, he's kind of already turned before That's he ever true. talked yeah. to the Emperor. So some of these new shows do fill in some of those gaps yeah. and g- and get to build on context that's barely touched upon. Yeah, fill some plot holes here and there too. So. I thank God that they keep getting to make these. I do think that anything that's happened since, whether you love the show or not, or love the prequels or not, like it at least enhances the main story that you loved. Yeah. It does get to add to some of that, even if there's things you hate about it. Right. Right. I, I, I think there, I, you know, there were plenty of people back in the days when I used to like fight the prequel wars that would, there were plenty of people like on the sidelines who were like, look, I don't hate, the movies i i love this and this and this about them i love star wars it's just i'm disappointed in xyz and this and this and it's like that fair enough dude like you don't have to love it like 
it's it's okay to have critiques and problems with it and issues with it and it's fine you know just just don't don't lose your shit and don't make stuff up because there's another another one of the things that someone was ranting and raving about online about how horrible the show is is that there's no way and this is a, a supposed know-it-all a person who uh some chick this girl she's got a star i'm not even gonna fucking say her name yeah don't got a goddamn youtube channel good for her where she's got a bunch of star wars shit behind her all the time uh-huh and she calls people mindless consumers for watching star wars okay Meanwhile, her you know yeah. wall is littered with purchased consumer. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, so you know that. Okay. Right. Uh, so I had this thing about this is before the show. Hey, came it out. makes me feel good that at least like this shit heel is at least a female. It's not just a white male doing this stuff. That's true. Yeah. No. No. This is like. Uh, yeah. No. It, it's the girl. Yeah. Um, but she she was screaming about how. And I, I mean, I do mean screaming about how stupid it is that that, that Obi Wan Kenobi wouldn't already know who, who Vader was because he is, you know, how would you not know who is second in command of the Empire? And there was a she like tweeted this and she had a video and I saw like the, a bunch of the replies were from people were were saying like, well, um, Dar- Darth Vader wasn't second in command of the empire like right grand moff tarkin is right clearly second in command right grandma vader takes orders right yeah grand moff tarkin right and also there's not like a billboard with like <laughs> here's the here's the lineup of like i mean the people still believe that kind of a senate that, at that point is exactly, running the fucking galaxy and that was exactly That's the, the shadow fucking government yes. Grandma so you're not Tarkin, trying to advertise Darth Vader. No, exactly. That's exactly the point. And everyone was making this point to, to this person because they were saying like, dude, the whole thing is that they need the ruse of the Senate to continue. Like th- that's very, very important. You know, how will right. the emperor maintain control without the bureaucracy? <laughs> There's still supposed to be this semblance of democracy. Even in a new hope, Vader is covering for the Senate. He's a, Send out a distress signal. Tell the Senate that everyone aboard was killed. Right. It, he's not saying, you know, I am Darth Vader and I approve of the invasion <laughs> right. of this ship. That commercial pop up. <laughs> Better be good. <laughs> or Darth Vader will come. Yeah. I the greatest no trick the, the devil ever played was convincing the world he didn't exist. There you go. See, right. no, for real. It's cocaine, Jolly. You snort it. You watch some Star Wars, Jolly. It's, you're going to love it. It's movie magic. You know, in the in the scene in Rogue One, the guys are, oh, but she's fucking Darth Vader. <laughs> they just, oh my God, what is happening? And they all get killed. In the, it's I Darth mean, Vader. I, I know it's the Obi Wan series. So Whoever has it, it's, but, I think it used to be a Jedi. I think that's Anakin fucking Skywalker. <laughs> Do you mean Darth Vader? <laughs> what in the same? <laughs> Everybody knows he's second in command <laughs> of the Empire. <laughs> The like, rank of Darth. Everyone knows Darth is always a... Yeah. Do you think the Senate... Because the, they had to keep up that... Palpatine had to keep up that charade for 20 years of the Senate. Do you think that pod was raising and Darth Vader was like standing on it right <laughs> yeah. next to him? Just behind for him every Senate his folded. No. The only inconsistency that you could possibly find there is maybe... Would they be so public about the Inquisitors? 
But even are they the, public about them? They just show up. Well, and, but people seem to know who they are. However, the, but the, the Senate's take is that the Jedi are bad guys. Yes, and so that's the, that's fine. The Inquisitors also get mad at Reva for ca- kidnapping a senator's kid. Yes. Yeah, and the and consistent. The, the Sith. It's consistent, no, Charlie. It is consistent. I can't do that voice at all. You're so good at that. Uh, you're the Sith Inquisitor is actually he's he's also very nice. He calls people friend. Well, he's not very nice. No, he's not. I mean, you know what I mean. He comes across as he does stop her from killing someone he stops just her from mindlessly. Killing someone and and even the the third brother when she's about to kill Owen, he's like enough, and he puts the puck yeah. down with yeah. the with the face of the jedi and he's like there'll be a reward right if you find this guy right. for us right. like she's the only one threatening people right so the idea that you know we rule with an iron fist is really that's all building you can't get that until you got the death star child <laughs> yeah then you can rule with an iron fist until it, then you need the senate darth vader is always he's on a ship charlie he's he's traveling Across the galaxy, it was a Mustafar in his volcano cave, Charlie. <laughs> and when he shows up, it's a rate of terror for 10 seconds, Charlie. He's a myth. People are losing their heads, Charlie. And, and he's just, he he's in, he's out. He's not parading down the fucking street. No. He's not at the Empire parades. He's not like, <laughs> parades. you know, he's not there. He lives, in, he lives on Mustafar. Like, he goes and does he's on what a he hidden needs to vo- do he's in a ho- hidden volcano planet <laughs> yeah or and, he's just on the deck of a starship right in a back to tank or communicating with someone and then he's dispatched he's in and out in five minutes a lot of people are dead there's not many left to tell the tale i don't know there was this guy in this fucking robot suit he killed everybody he doesn't uh, get out until Darth Vader kills charlie everybody <laughs> he uh I think I think he. It's like stop doing that. I gotta quit. You can keep doing it. It's for my entertainment. You can keep doing it. I I I would. I don't know how the audience feels or if they're still listening at this point. Yeah, they don't like me. I can't imagine someone (laughs) liking your Robert Evans. And if you haven't seen the offer, when you see the offer, you're gonna fucking die laughing as soon as Robert. I know a lot of people have seen it because like who the fuck has Peacock or what Paramount? (laughs) Uh, But. It's worth it to get for that and then dump it when it's over if you need to. But that is all right. Sorry. Yeah, no, get a free trial. Well, also, dude, someone is going to listen to the is going to watch the off. I out of whoever, how many people listen to this? Probably one person. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Maybe no, maybe more. But I'm just saying, at least one person will try the offer. That show's going to get nominated. And once they hear Robert Evans, season time, Charlie. As soon as cash in, as soon as he walks on screen. They will never disassociate <laughs> that. It's indelibly planted. Yeah, you're right. So well done. Yeah, thank you. I don't know. I had more points to make about Kenobi, but I could sh- fucking talk all night about this shit. I don't know. All I'm saying is, you know, in some of the books, like later on throughout the history of the Empire, like after the first Death Star blows up and stuff, Darth Vader becomes more prominent because at that point he is yeah. the second sure. in command. Sure. You know, he's parading through the galaxy. Oh, well, well Luke Skywalker at that and point, they, they, the Senate's done. There's no, as they soon dissolve as there's the Senate. And now yes. the shadow government becomes the fucking dictator. Exactly. So, exactly. All of that is very fucking consistent. Yeah. There's people who, like, there's a book, Bloodline, which is really good about Princess Leia. And she gets exposed. And this happens, this is like way, this takes place way, way after Return of the Jedi and everything. Uh, I think it even takes it's like before force awakens or something 
she uh, actually gets exposed as being Darth Vader's daughter because she's running for like Chancellor of the New Republic. Really? Yeah, and 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 at that point, people now know who Darth Vader was because he's also been dead for like thirty years. <laughs> right, before, right, but, right. You know what right, I mean? But like, right. it's all come out, and it's it's actually it's a fucking really good book. It's by Claudia Gray. I try to do the books. It's, that you, it's the one you have to do is Master and Apprentice. All right, with Obi Wan and Qui Gon. That that you, it's so good. All right. There's also another one that just came out for a tie-in with the Obi Wan series called Brotherhood, uh, Anakin and Obi Wan that I'm reading right now. It's okay. Good. But but forget about that one or the High Republic. Ma- uh, Master and Apprentice is like for you, and it's also Claudia Gray. Who? All right, I'll do it. There, there's James it. Lucino, Timothy Zahn, Claudia Gray. I, I did the first book of the one, the High Republic, and it was great. And I, just the second one, I couldn't get through the goddamn thing. The second one I was tried. a tough, tough. And I know the third one is supposed to be good, and pays, but I can't. I'm it, just, just going to stick to the sh- the shows for a while. That's fine, buddy. You know, you know, the, the, the books will always be there at yeah. my house for you to come borrow. <laughs> okay. And on Audible. Okay. Formerly a sponsor of this particular <laughs> podcast, and it will be again. Actually, I'm, I'm gonna get the paperwork on that started. I've just been la- I've been getting lazy on this podcast because I've been so fucking disillusioned about the alien thing. You know, we all thought there was some sort of disclosure coming, and you know what, Charlie? Charlie, there's nothing. We, Robert, Robert Evans, uh, are are we gonna hear anything about the UFOs from the government? I got one thing to say. Get the cocaine, grab the hot chick, Charlie. Pop Talk and Aliens, the William Clear Podcast.